Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Come on, side, 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 what up y'all it's ed lover with come on set the podcast back again of course every time i do a podcast my, my my good friend combat jack is the overseer of every podcast that I ever do because he's the one that got me into podcasting. Today on the Come On Son podcast, I want to feature somebody that's making a lot of things happen in the city of Chicago. We just did a fantastic event together for Puma. He also has his own clothing line called Fly, has his own event space. This man is really, really making things happen. I always like to introduce y'all to people who make things happen. Everything that you see in front of you, there's always somebody behind the scenes that really gets things popping off. Like, you may see uh, Jay-Z spit a rhyme or something. You'd be like, oh, my God, Jay-Z is so fantastic. Yeah, he is. But there's always Guru that's on the boards. There's always the dude that got to mix the song. There's always the producer that came up with the beats. There's always a whole team behind that person making something happen for them. And the man who makes things happen here in Chicago is my man, Dave Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. Dave? Thank you, man. Welcome, man. So so happy to be here. Man. Oh, man, it's glad, so I'm glad to, to have you. Tell, we did an event uh, the other night here in Chicago that was amazing. We did a Puma release for the uh, Puma MTV sneaker. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved with Puma? Uh, and you know what? People was getting at me on my social media for saying Puma too. Puma, nah. And I just want y'all to know if you ever go to Europe, that's what they. That's and how you they go say to it. the Puma, and you go to what y'all call the Puma headquarters. They say Puma. Puma. <laughs> that is the proper pronunciation. Puma. Nah, I, I uh, got involved with Puma heavy man. With I, honestly, it's just, it was a, a ill layup from from Big Bro from Mr. Emory Jones. Really? Yes, yes, sir. Like uh, that's. Like uh, me and my uh, my other man, uh, his name is Fashion Geek Zoe, uh-huh. um, are like Emory's Chicago people. You know what I'm saying? We handle a lot of his business. You know when when it comes here, and you know we're his team when it comes here. And then as they got uh, more in depth and, and and more solidified, is this that, before Puma you met Emory? Yeah, before Puma. Yeah, before way way before Puma. Now for everybody who don't know who Emory Jones is, Emory mm-hmm. Jones is doing what now at Puma? But I'll give him a little bit of Emory's background. I, I mean. What, what the Puma? I mean, at, what is what is Emory's title at Puma? I don't know. I mean, he's this. He's he's the he's the man next to the man. Okay, man, you know what I'm saying? Like I I I, I would say he's the Jay's consigliere. 
Okay, now if you right. listen to... But I'm sure he has a, a, a title, Todd. I just don't know exactly what the title is. Yeah, if you listen to Jay-Z's music throughout his career, you've always heard him mention Emery. Mm-hmm. Emery was one of Jay's guys when Jay was hustling mm-hmm. in the streets. Emery and Biggs are the money behind Rockefeller. Okay. They're the ones who, who went in with the $99,000 and some change and put it on the table at Def Jam. Emery did time. Mm-hmm. Emery's not a snitch. Not at all. Emery could have brought everybody down, and he didn't. And he did his time, and Jay always vowed to take care of Emery when Emery came home, and take care of Emery he did. And yes. Emery's very smart, <laughs> oh, yeah. very bright, great guy, and is now in a position to do wonderful things. And they've taken on the Puma brand and really kind of reinvented it and put it out there and signed a lot of young artists. G Herbo, who we did the mm-hmm. thing with the other night, um, A Boogie, a, with, a the Boogie with the hoodie, yeah. is, is signed to uh, Puma now. Meek, Meek Mill. Meek Mill is part yeah, of the yeah, Puma yeah, team, yeah. too. Yeah, but that's 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 how we got involved, Pop. Like, um, just M just uh, put it, set us up in, in, a good, in, a, in a good position to, to do us, to, as his, his mantra always is, bet on yourself. Right. To continue to bet, keep, keep betting on ourselves and doing what we do in, in our own city. Yeah. And, and, and and outside the city. Right, were you just, born here in Chicago? Born here, born and raised. Uh, where uh, at? Southside, Southside. I just I always say I conceived in Chatham because that's where my 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 family's from. Uh-huh. But born uh, I was born and raised in High Park. That's what is this thing with the South Side and the West Side, bro? I don't get it, man. Wait, what you mean? What you mean? Chicago got this thing <laughs> with the South Side and the West Side. And the West Side. Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh, I mean the 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 South Side is I mean it's it's different. Like I, I hate to say it, like uh, what's your what's to you is your opinion? What's the difference between the South Side of Chicago and the West Side? I get love on both sides. Uh, I mean I get love on both sides too. I mean I think it's more so like style. I guess you you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's this thing that you know you know how black people are. I, I hate to say that, but how we do each other. You know what I'm right. saying. One one is supposed to be better, or you guys are country over there, or whatever. I just think it's just different mindsets on different sides of the city uh, and different attitudes. Would you say the West Side is rougher than the South Side? All day long. Really? Day, I, 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 I give it to him. I give it to him. Like, it's just, it's it's a, it's a whole I different... I mean, I'm not saying that as a badge no, of honor. No, 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 no. And not as a badge of honor, too. I'm just saying it's just like, uh, it's almost like, you know, energy-wise, too. When you cross a certain thing, it's, uh-huh. just, it's a certain, it's a different, whole different vibe, whole different feeling when you when you cross a certain street. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I'll I be over there on Pulaski sometime going into them stores, mm-hmm. tops and bottoms right. and Madison, all of that. Pulaski, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Madison Pulaski in, in the west side of Chicago. And I got to admit, they show a whole lot of love, mm-hmm. but I've never really, no, I think I've hung out one time mm-hmm. on the west side, but I'll do a lot more hanging out on the south side. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it just seems like there's more places to party and just hang and, out and, and vibe. And, 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 well, and, and the, the event prior to what we did in the, the, the space the other day was was talking about reform. Okay. And so I had um 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 Aisha uh uh Jacko who's Lupe Fiasco's sister. Uh-huh. And they're from over there and she spoke to that just about just how uh the um the disinvestment in, in those areas. Mm-hmm. So just like you saying it's not really a lot of places to eat eat right healthy outside of babas and things like that. You know right. whatever. It's not uh you know the the healthier choices is definitely not places to entertain and, and, and be entertained without the roughness. You, uh-huh. know, you know what I'm saying? Right. On the West Side. And that's just, I think, the stigma that the West Side has. And just because the South Side is, you know, we have 
you know, different parts of the South Side too. I mean, the South Side gets wild. The hundreds get wild. You know, sure over, do. Over East, South, South is is is, is wild or, or, or whatever. I mean, that's just, over there where G. Erbo is from. Yeah, over, over there. That's 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 a whole nother beast too. Right. Yeah. What they call it, Terra City? Uh, uh, used to be Terra uh, Town. Yeah. Town. Yeah. Terra Town. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So, what part of the South Side did you grow up on? I grew up in High Park. Okay. I grew up in, grew up in High Park. Uh, I, I call it Southside by the Lake. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that, that, that was uh, just uh, a thing that my mother was on, uh, uh, Pop, because su- supposedly High Park is supposed to be this affluent place. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh-huh. it's art, it's culture, it's, uh, uh, you know, the, the water, the, the water itself. Like, so that's just me and the love of the water, the peace. <laughs> that's, right. You know, whatever. So, yeah, that's where I'm from, Pop. That's where I'm from. Southside by Lake. How, what, what, what was your first entry into... The entertainment business. What was the first thing that you did? Pop. Uh, uh, I danced in the Michael Jackson video. No way, dude. Yeah, yes, sir. I Which danced. video? In Jam. How did that come about for you? Uh, as part of a crew of anybody, like, if you can go way back into Chicago history and hip-hop, you got to understand Chicago is a house city. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally you know, so understand, understand that. that. So, yeah. it, so it wasn't, uh, so the clubs at the time, one, the clubs were different. Like, I was in the clubs at 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. You can't do that now. It's 21 or whatever. Right. Uh, but the the people that I was always the young the younger guy around the older guys. So I hung with the Terry Hunters and uh, the, the Ferris's uh, yeah. back, back back then or whatever. But uh, are you, if you're familiar with Twilight Tone, Twilight Tone uh, and I and a whole bunch of uh, a group of uh, other people, we had this crew called Dim Dare, right? Okay. And so Tone was the DJ. This uh, very, uh, man, artistic brother named Reg Knock was the creative on the flyers, and this other dude named Bacon was the business. He was the promoter. Mm-hmm. And then you had dancers, you know, hip-hop you right. know, and everything. And so Tone is from High Park, too. And so I was just his little, his, his little brother from that whole piece. But that's how we got in the clubs, you know, through, through, through his whole piece there. And then that was the hip-hop thing and the dancing, breakdance, whatever. And so we got called to do some audition um, uh, or whatever, because somebody had came to the parties and we auditioned, and me, myself, and uh, two other guys from from the crew, uh, we we got the part in in, in the video. So tell me about that experience, bro. It was it was the. Where great, did you shoot it at? Uh, it was on the west side at an old armory. It's not there anymore. Uh, Michael on, Jackson came to the west to the side. West side. It was at an armory on uh, on Madison and something. Uh, Madison it was it was Madison. I forgot exactly where, but it was an armory, but it was abandoned. And so it's it's not there anymore. They got they got condos there now. But uh, I mean, it was, probably it was a great experience. It was on uh, spring break of my junior year of high school, sophomore year. Of high what school. was the security like? Oh, hell rolling like, up there like, to like, to like, dance and like crazy. I mean, it was it was it was it was great for me because it was my first like pay pay gig. It, Do you remember how much you were paid? Uh, seven thousand dollars. We got it was a wow. check for, yes sixty sixty eight hundred dollars something like that. Um, but. That whole experience opened my eyes, yo. Uh-huh. Opened my eyes to the game. Like, yeah, Mike is Mike, but it's 50 other people in here moving and shaking and doing it. And right then and there, I knew I wasn't going to have a regular job. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, right. no this to nobody with a regular job. But I'm just saying, I just saw something there that was just like, man. You know what I'm saying? So outside of me seeing my guys hustle and do this, this, that, and the other, I'm like, oh, this is that. And then when I got the check, I'm like, oh, this this works. Right. This <laughs> is how this is like, how this thing works. Like there's <laughs> all of these people right, around right, right. that's helping facilitate this one this, goal this, and this one idea. This one thing, and we were there for uh I was on set probably like four days. Wow. Four, 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 like four days. So I mean it was it was it was a great experience. And then um in, in Your first time meeting Michael Jackson? 
first time. I mean, and it wasn't really like uh, he really didn't kick it with us. No, <laughs> right? He really didn't kick it with us. Like uh, I, I want to say pop, like not even going into the the, the this whole thing or whatever. Uh-huh. I want to say one of them young boys was there. You know what uh, I'm saying? Okay, the, from Surviving Neverland. Right, right, right. One because he he it was a younger dude, uh, a younger white white guy there, and then another guy from Chicago. Um, that was a dancer too, who was one of the extras in, in the thing. He, they were there with them, and I mean, so they were there, and then we were in in our piece. We saw them like once on set, like like that whole time. It was a handshake, and that was that, uh, you know, whatever. But right. It wasn't that he. Didn't were you shoot. directly behind Michael, or did y'all shoot like scenes uh, separate? We had, we had a scene like so. I'm in the scene, um, the beginning of the video where the, uh, where the kids are running. Yeah. Uh, I have like on a long sleeve uh, maroon shirt. Uh, and then it was uh, on on the set uh, when we were playing basketball. Okay. Uh, and so we're dancing. So you see me spinning a couple of times, you know, little moves or whatever. And it was like little little, little different pieces. So we weren't directly like Mike and right behind us because that wasn't what the video was. Right. 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 So that had to be a hell of an experience, uh, yeah, though. Yeah. But then probably like uh, I came up with Common. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Cause Tone was Common's DJ. Twilight Tone was Common's DJ, right? And producer at the time. Shout out to Lonnie. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Mr. Lynn, Mr. Lynn. <laughs> um, and that whole pace and, and like pop, that was a a great experience uh, too. Because um, I mean, we rehearsed sometimes in my crib. We rehearsed at Derek's crib. Uh, I mean, just being part of that whole thing. Looking back at it now, and then I interned for Relativity. Really? Uh, right. So I was an intern for Relativity. So some of the first projects that I worked on, uh, like in street promo and that whole thing was Fat Joe's first album. Okay. Uh, Chi Ali. Uh, okay. Rough House Survivors. Okay. Um, that whole piece. I was there when when Easy came to Relativity. Oh, wow. He, that whole Ruthless. Yes. Piece. So when he brought um, Bone Thugs and Harmony and, right. and that whole piece. So I was I was there in the, in the little bitty office. Uh, uh, I, I, my $200 a uh, uh, a week, or $200 every two weeks was the intern thing. Me getting on the train, right. coming, coming from High Park, going all the way out to Rosemont, uh, you know what I'm saying? Bus, you know, just to just to go get it, to be involved with this industry. Right. Like the, the person I th- How long were you at uh, Relativity? Two, three years, like Common's whole first first album going into the, the, the second album. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so you was already gone from Relativity by the time me and Dre dropped that album on Relativity. Probably so then. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. So this was like at the beginning. It was Paul Bebo. Okay. And, uh, was it, isn't it the dude that ran Relativity at the time? He ran E Music, right? Or yeah. He, oh, yeah. So, he has he has it now. Right. Right. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's I mean so that's how long I've been in it, pop. Like since 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 way back then. Like I I I am so just man to even be in your presence and talk to you about it. And go through the thing with 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 you, just because pop, you are the culture. Just when we were talking early, like to really come home and watch you, watch it, watch that whole thing blow. And then just like you said, like uh, this whole thing is, you have been been able to take care of your family, take care of yourself yeah. off this thing called hip hop. Yeah, and, and still I'm, doing it too. Right, still doing it. And I mean, I'm I'm definitely the same guy. Yeah, I'm definitely the same. So guy. after you leave Re- Relativity, what do you decide to do, and why did you decide to walk away from Relativity oh, well, what, as what, an intern? Because it was an intern, and, and I think they were going through whatever they were going through, and then I mean, just real life kind of set in. You know, I got more into street stuff and and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, and yeah, that two hundred dollars every other week wasn't really cutting it. Right, <laughs> you know, and then other little side promo stuff, and I mean, I just just like I just say life, you mm-hmm. know, in, in that whole piece, um, you know, because you know still was involved in the street, but but still in the, the culture of everything else, like Papa, I, I, I skateboarded. I, I, I was in in the clothes. Um, definitely, I was an MC myself. You know what I'm right. 
um, in it, like a, a host of, 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 of all things. I had like the coolest quarter parties. What is a quarter party? Uh, that's like an old, I think, a Chicago thing. Like, I got the concept from my mother, but they used to used to uh, have parties at the house and pay a quarter, and I guess it was to help pay rent. Right. Right. Right, so, rent parties. Right. So I just took the, the concept, and I used to have cool quarter parties in high school. My okay. Mom, my mom would make tacos. <laughs> and and what, you would sell the food? So no, was no, that no, the no, way? but it was a quarter to get in. Okay. Quarter, quarter to get in the house. Every time, every time you came in and left, you had to drop a quarter. Drop okay. A quarter. So at the end of the night, we would have man sixty, seventy dollars in quarters. Right. You know, whatever. I mean, uh, that. But that's that's where I came from. And then just like you know, just other stuff. You know, me hustling and whatever like that. I've been locked up. Uh, and when I came home from, uh, how long I, were you locked up? Like six months, man. Like nothing okay. major, nothing major. Like some some weed. It's it's, it's crazy. Right. Like, like weed is legal. It's legal. Now. It's about to be legal. Yeah, Hell it's yeah. About to be legal here in most parts, or whatever. But um, just at the time, it wasn't. I was down in school, uh, down at uh, in Indy Cab, um, in that whole um NIU Kishwaukee type thing uh-huh. or whatever. And yeah, and, and you know, and that was it. So sat sat down for that, that little time. Came home and got right into, um. Uh, working for uh, Tony Sports. Tony Sports was like the hub. It was the main mom and pop as far as fashion. Okay. In, in, in store. So it broke Nietzsche, it broke Carl Kanai, and all these things like that. And then that was my whole thing of of the, the fashion piece. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. You, you. So you remember back in the days when the Nietzsche was oh, hot, Carl Kanai. Carl Kanai. Yeah. Carl Kanai was hot. I met Carl Kanai in L.A. Mm-hmm. on. Uh, Either Le- I think it was on, I was on La Brea, mm-hmm. and he came up to me and he was like, "Hey man, my name is Carl Kanai, and I got this fashion line, man." And he showed me a few things. I like what he had on, mm-hmm. so I was like, "That's you?" He's like, "Yeah," and mm-hmm. he's like, "I got this apartment. I like to make some clothes for you." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, give me the this address," and I rolled by. This is L.A. Okay. So I ride by. He has this like duplex apartment where he lives upstairs in his office upstairs, and downstairs he like five sewing machines. Mm-hmm. And he's designing upstairs, but he got the guys downstairs sewing his stuff. Mm-hmm. So he gave me a couple of outfits, and I took it back, and we wore it on your MTV Raps. Mm-hmm. Carl Kanai, first time he had ever been on television, he'll tell you. We wore it on your MTV Raps, and he was just starting to feed me stuff as the line grew, mm-hmm. grew, and then he did the deal with Cross Colors, and then I was just going to the warehouse getting what getting I wanted. Stuff, yeah. yeah, Carl's now, always taking good well, care no, of me. I, I met him years ago um, at one of the stores that uh, uh, I managed. It was a store called Halftime, a buddy of mine from 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 uh, East Coast, uh, uh, my man Prince uh, from Queens, and he was here. He had family here, so he opened a store. And um, at the time, uh, a buddy of ours who's the uh, Adidas rep now, Greg was his man, and so he brought him through, and we had, you know, Carl and I in, in the piece. And so definitely kept him in contact. Well, we actually, me and uh, Zoe actually introduced him to, to Emory. Oh, wow. Right, right, at one of the trade shows. Oh, wow. Right, right, right. We were talking to him, like, man, boom, and he's asking what we were doing. He's like, man, we're, we're here, we're doing this. And he's like, oh, man, I've never met Emory. We got Emory. Boom. Here, here y'all go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carl and I is, is, is something, something quite special when you're talking about urban fashion, man. Like, that Godfather. dude. Yeah, open the door for mm-hmm. there's no Sean John, there's no mm-hmm. Rockefeller, there's no Nietzsche, mm-hmm. there's no Walkerware, there's none of that man. without Carl, man. man. He, even Carl was so successful with what he was doing, no cross colors because he was before cross colors. He really kind of made Tommy Hilfiger change the way they were doing business. There's no Fat Farm, mm-hmm. there's Patrick. no um, 
There's none of that. There's no, you know, whatever. I can't even remember the name of Nelly's clothing line. Vocal. Vocal. Mm -hmm. Vocal. There's no baby fat. Right. Apple bottoms. No apple bottoms. No Mm -hmm. Esco. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff is because of Carl Kanai. All, every last bit of shout, it. Shout out to Willie. Yeah. Yeah, Willie Esco. Big shout mm-hmm. out to Willie. There's none of that. That's funny because every time I, I think of Willie Esco, um, I think of Jay-Z's line to Nas. You're the fag for the Carl Kanai Willie Esco Yo, ads. ads. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I always, think, right. no, I always was, think of that Pop, line. That was fun. <clears throat> that was the, the, the best part of the dinner outside of the great food, just being able to go back and forth with the culture uh, thing and you, the, the raps and, and everything and, and, and your opinion on who's the best and that every part we had fun. Yeah, we did. I, I, we had I, I we had a dinner here. after the after the Puma launch, mm-hmm. and, and thank you to Puma, thank you to you at State Forty Eight here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and it's just all these tastemakers of fashion and and. and and business, we all just sat around and talked to music and talked hip hop, and mm-hmm. you know you can always get a good argument. All you have to do is throw certain things on the right. table, and you're gonna get a good argument. Jay Z and Nas, Jay Z and Nas, <laughs> it's gonna be an amazing argument every time. Biggie or Tupac, I ain't even want to throw that no, on the no, table because that, that would have been crazy. Right, right, we probably would have got loud and maybe mm-hmm. got kicked out of there. <laughs> right, right. They would definitely threw us out of out of the space. So. Now you're you're doing certain things. You're in certain stores, and you work in imagine stores. And mm-hmm. and when did you transition into really, really saying, "Okay, I'm going to do Dave Jeff stuff now"? Well, uh, Tony was uh, Tony Tony Sports sold his stores. Okay, and so when he sold his stores, I mean, that, hopefully that, for a profit. Yeah, yeah, definitely, okay, definitely, good for definitely, him. Definitely for a profit. He got out the business because he been in, 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 in the same part. That was a a good living, and, and that was a good thing for me to transition from, you know, whatever the street thing that I had going on to come home and slang clothes to everyone. But probably we was making enough money just like people's parents. I I, I can fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a week right. selling clothes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Commission, this, that and the other. Um when Tony sold his stores, like I said, my, my man uh was here from the East Coast and we did a store called Halftime um on 79th uh in Western. So it was Southwest or whatever. So it was still still hood. Um, and everything, but his past caught up with him. People mm-hmm. came and got him. So when people came and got him from whatever he was on East Coast wise, I was just left, you know, to I was his right hand to manage the store, but definitely didn't have the finance for business business at the time. Okay. So at the time, um, that's when I started uh, the the brand uh, Fly. Uh, the 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 crazy the cool thing about it was was this was the beginning of these major brands taking um, awareness to the street and and, and things, and so. We had been going and had com- these conversations with Fila at the time. So one of the, the uh, heads of Fila came in and brought us gifts. And so he brought me a gift. Um, it was like this big book of hip-hop photography. I forgot the photographer's name or whatever, but this is the time when people were taking uh, the process of doing T-shirts was like uh, the heat press, the where you take the picture and you press it on your shirt or whatever. Right. So all I did was take these dope pictures that he gave me <laughs> that were huge anyway and then kind of put a brand to it. So that that iconic picture of um, Biggie counting the money, right, with the coogee, right. So in 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 my mind, Biggie looked real fly. So that's why I put on there real, and then the logo, right. Jam uh, 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 Master, no, uh, Slick, Slick Rick had on the seersucker suit with the big chains, or whatever like that. So he was super fly, uh, right. Uh, and then there was a picture uh, of, of of Pac, and Pac had on camo. So camouflage has always been my thing. But he got the chain, but he was also kind of throwing the five, so he was gangbanging, so that was a good thing in, in my mind at the time. So he was a fly thug. 
So right. these are images that I put on shirts or whatever, and that was just the kick of the brand. And so that was the, the flip of it. And then me being a, a sneakerhead, and this is what the store was, we had all these uh, authentic shoes that still weren't in the States because my man had went over to uh, Atmos in Japan Spent about sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Shout out to Atmos. Oh yeah, sixty-seven thousand dollars over there, and got all the stuff shipped back here. So we had all the dope shoes on 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 the wall and mm -hmm. everything. And so I had every shoe, and so it just uh, came. I took a picture of the shoe one time with a picture phone or something, um, and then uh, one of my buddies named Punch, uh, we came up like, man, we should put these on shirts. And so I booked a, a, a real uh, photo shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, old guy we still work with, his name is Marley Van. Now took pictures of my shoes and put the sh that, that shoes the same process on the shirts and so from there that was that but then still me knowing people in the industry uh, uh a buddy of mine got it and just saw one of the shirts so mm -hmm. it's iconic picture that i have is, is called i called it box gang so it was my collection of nike boxes adidas boxes but my handwriting on white white ones uh white white high right uh, linen in the atmospheres whatever so we took a picture of that and so so the major brands have bitten it a hundred times, but I did that that image like in two thousand. Right. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a picture of the shoeboxes or whatever, and so that really started the fly brand. Um, when all that uh, process uh, went went through, I sold the lease to the space that we were at on 79th. Yeah. To um um some of the the Arab guys that had store a store called JB's. So that was a big check, and then um. Uh, that just, I, I was actually in, in, in liquidated the inventory that was in the store. So I had about $30,000, $40,000. When I had about $30,000, $40,000, that's when I started the, 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 the fly brand heavy and got a space over here in, in High Park, which is known as the first fly store, which is right where, you know, the cigar yeah, yeah. parking lot, the store was that. Okay. Because Harper Court used to be a, a, a little bin street. It didn't never go through. Okay. Right, and so it was a court right there, and that's where my store was for like 10, 11 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, when they did the rebuilding of it, I uh, moved uh, to 55th, like took on a partner um, uh, just to go bigger, just didn't work out with, with our partner, you know, with my partner, um, uh -huh. no love lost or whatever. But we were there for like a year and a half, um, and I brought on that concept of the boutique, and then it was a barbershop in the store. Okay. And so, like, my pop, the parties in there, <laughs> the in-stores in there, like, yeah. the Wale's, the Rick Ross's, and everybody like this, because it was a, a dope space or whatever. And went from there to um, uh, Lacuna Lost, to it was more a showroom, and it was uh, more open doors as far as, like, business, as far as me consulting. Right. Uh, now, now I've, I've, I've established myself in the brand as this cultural architect of the brand, so now brands were coming at me like, well, man, if you could do this here, well, do this. You know, can you do this for us? Or how can we do this? And process and that just kind of started that whole thing as far as like me consulting and being involved in other brands outside of me doing my own brand. right yeah there's a lot of people out there that want to start a brand you hear it all the time i got this clothing brand mm -hmm. somebody's always in my dm can you wear this t-shirt mm -hmm. from my clothing brand what advice would you give somebody that's trying to start a brand um one like i mean first i just want to say is it's, it's nothing that you can't do that I ain't already been done. That's true. To a t-shirt, a hoodie. Right. Uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. So know that. So, like, you ain't changed the world on uh, nothing. The thing is, it's like, um, um, st start out with a brand that you're comfortable with that definitely represents you because at the end of the day, people are going to rock the brand because they mess with you. Right. And so, like, that's one thing that I know uh, in, in my success definitely early on uh, was just that, you know, people were living vicariously through me. Right. In, in my travels, me hosting and 
this is that and the other. Okay, so I can do this. Oh, he's from Chicago. He's from my my, my space or whatever. Like, okay, Dave's pretty cool too. <laughs> you know, whatever. And so people were doing that. So I would just say like, you know, find out what that brand is and who you are and what you represent and 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 and, and stand on it. And just don't be scared to do those those hand to hands. But even to go. Uh, different nowadays is because it's so many uh, brands with just people doing t-shirt type stuff like get in, into the, the 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 physical of it. get into the fabrics get into the cut and sew get into uh, you know um, changing designs like if you know you, what what is this the saying like don't don't change the wheel don't break the wheel whatever can't reinvent the wheel right but, but you can add to the wheel you can add so, to so, it. so, so right. add, add, add to that wheel and and, and, and go yeah, because just ha- I keep telling people, just having a T-shirt with something printed on it does not mean you have a clothing, clothing line. line. No, you got a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> T-shirt, t-shirt line. That's a T-shirt line. Right? You may have a T-shirt line, right. but you don't have a right. full all-out right. right clothing line. They're right, and because that's probably, that's a whole nother world. Like getting into fabrics, uh, sourcing to uh, sizing, grading. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Why this fits this way, and you know, and all, all all those type of things. Like. That's that's a whole nother science, and that's a whole nother yeah. money. This is just why you don't don't see a lot of independent shoe brands. Independent shoe brands is definitely not as simple as you going to print on a t shirt. Mm. Those soles, the cup soles, yeah, like the molds for the soles are are thousands of dollars a piece. And mind you, you got to go from eight to fourteen or eight to twelve. You know, what right? I mean? So just think of that initial investment. But well, that's why you don't have a lot of independent shoot things because that's an expensive process yeah now you are a bona fide first class sneakerhead all day long how did that happen man just being fresh man you interviewed me i told you how it happened for me i took it from one level to the next level yeah Um, what made me do it i mean like like i say probably one being in the street for a while so you had loose money right (laughs) you know what i'm saying so anything new let me get that uh, then two, working in retail, that 10 and a half, let me get that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, owning my own stores, that 10 and a half, let me get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was kind of started uh, me hosting and being involved in the culture with sneaker pimps and being all over uh, the, the, the country and other parts of the world for sneakers. Yeah, then you probably get a lot of stuff that comes your way, and then, uh, you know, people make stuff for you. Like I've had three of my own shoes with Nike. Uh, uh, Air Max uh, Fly Air Max 90 A Fly Air Force 25 And then a Fly Air Force 1 That got lost Supposedly I'm doing the, the air quotes uh, Or whatever I only saw the picture in, in the sample But never actually saw the shoes Oh wow you know what I'm Never got the, the actual shoes um, I was the first to be able to do a, um, How tough is that man Because I know Puma has done it. Y'all call it Puma. Puma mm-hmm. has done. Uh-huh. Puma did the Yom TV raps mm-hmm. sneaker. Mm-hmm. But we just had the 30th anniversary of Yom TV raps. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like Nike should have did a Yom TV raps Air Force One for the 30-year anniversary. Pop, what, I, what I've learned in, in, in the space, it's like... Um, and I pick Air Force One because I'm a big Air, Air Force, Force One, one nut. Nut. Like, I ha- have them all. Um, it, it's, it's the people internally... Uh-huh. You got to really understand what it really is. Right, and how important it is. And how important it is. And I think, like, um, not speaking on Nike's thing perspective, but I think, like, the culture of stuff is, like, uh, a newer thing for them in the last whatever decade or something like that. Like, I know people that were fired from Nike for doing what people, it, what is the norm now. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? What is yeah. the norm now? Like, okay, let me get an Ed Lover shoe. Right. Because Ed Lover is this to the culture. You know, right. This, that, and the other. 
whatever. I know like the person that per- first put Wu Tang on the shoe or whatever got really scolded for that at that time. Oh wow! So I'm just saying the people in place at the time maybe didn't get it or whatever. Yeah. And then the people probably at Puma at at the time got it. understood it more. Yeah. And what that was. Right. Uh, like even when I got involved with them and we were doing uh, like the first things here, I we I remember some of the 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 conference calls are going back and forth. That's my vision of Puma, like the B Street movie and all that. Yeah. The, the beginning culture of it, whatever. Like, this, like how, how do we capture this and keep it moving forward? You right. Know what I'm saying? Bring it to present present day. But I just say to your question, Pop, like it just, it's it's a process of people and, and marketing minds of people in it. And it just has to translate to what they have going on at the time. Right. So this, like I just say, it was just divine when they brought that MTV thing to me. And then I know, like you and I have been supposed to connect on, on yeah. things, and then it was just like, oh yeah, it was it was simple. Oh, let's just do an episode of UMTV rap, but don't we? Can't, I know we can't really market and say UMTV raps because of whatever, right? But let's make it something else. But I can get an Ed Lover. He's in he's in Chicago now. Yeah, you know yada yada. Oh man, if you can do that, whatever. Okay, boom. Got 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 in touch with K. K got in touch with you. Yeah, e- easy simple because I got it. It, it. it it made sense. Yeah, you know, and then boom, it turned into what it is, and. I, I, at the end of the day, what I've learned in it is still a business for a lot of them. The, the um, it's it's all business, so not still a business with those companies, and they have so much other things going on. Like as cool as we are, as cool as Dave Jeff is, cool as their lover is, cool as you know Fashion Exo and all these other things are. They got a million other things going on, and we are definitely not their priority. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because we don't keep the lights on. That's right. Globally, and Puma is a global brand. It's a global Nike, Nike brand. Nike is a global brand. Yeah. So so I don't get mad. You know, but this is why we keep doing what we do, and then they come. But they gotta, they gotta keep the fly element to it, and uh, and then you know, Puma is back to having that fly element to their brand. To me, Nike went away from it. That when when they had the Air Force One popping, Mm -hmm. they was doing. They doing the Questlove Air Force One. Mm-hmm. They they did the video music box Air Force One. They Bobito, did the LeBron, the, the PlayStation's, yeah. which yeah, the yeah. um, you know that whole Chamber of Fear run. Yeah, they had the when they was doing it with the quick strikes and the hyper strikes mm-hmm. on Air Force One. Hyper strikes, right? They had something going on. Right. You got the Easter's, then they did the uneasters, mm-hmm. then they did another Easter, mm-hmm. then they did the Halloween's, mm-hmm. like then the St. Patrick's Day. Air Force Ones. What happened, because you're a collector, I'm a collector, we mm-hmm. both know Clark Kent very well, mm-hmm. the well. king of it, mm-hmm. Fat Joe, mayor, another. Mayor, all of them. The mayor, big shout out to mayor, mm-hmm. the mayor, the linens, mm-hmm. the joints that you couldn't hardly get. Mm-hmm. What do you think happened with Nike that they went away from Air Force One? Do you think it was the kids? Do you think it was the, the, the yeah, Jordan I, takeover? I, I, think, I think the resale started started to kill it, and then... The resale started to kill it in the retail uh, of it because uh, at the end of the day, as we talk in business, my thing is, is is the big box. Big boxes, I'm sure, felt that they were losing out mm-hmm. because, excuse me, of XYZ re- resellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids would come get it here for $100, but if they had it and were lucky to get it and they can sell it for three, $400, or whatever, then they wanted it. And then they, like, smashed down on the Nikes and the other brands who were like, okay, well, we have to get this here first or whatever. And then once again, the big box got their own rules. Most right. of the big boxes are in, in malls, and the malls got got rules for the big boxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no camping out. There's no this. There's that and the other because it's the mall. So it kind of slowly was chipping at 
you know, it, 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 the the culture just like uh, uh, chipping at like shutting it down in in a sense. And then so probably you get tired of, you know, if I can't get it, how many times I'm going to try to go get a shoe and I just can't go get it? Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right, well, let me go get something else. Let me right, rock, let me let, let me, me move something on. else fresh. Well, that is yeah. fresh. Now, now I got to look at something else because I can't go get that anyway because if I try to go get it, there's going to be a million people there and yada, 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 you know. So Is, I, there, I, is there one shoe specifically because I see mm-hmm. your Air Force One collection like mine. Is there mm-hmm. one Air Force One that you wanted that you couldn't get? Uh, for a long time. At the first part, I couldn't get those linen and atmospheres. The okay. Khaki, the khaki and pinks. Yeah. But when I got them, I got them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still have one that I want. What? The Entourage. Oh. And that Vibe Magazine. You remember the Vibe the Magazine? Vibe, no, I, that Vibe Magazine what, Air what Force color One. What was the Vibe Magazine? Oh, my God. I would have to look it up on my phone, mm-hmm. but I never got my hands on that Vibe Magazine mm-hmm. Air Force One. No. and I, I, Or I, that Entourage. I never got the uh, the clot Air Force Ones, too, that, that, that you could tear from the tear tear away like I know Mayor Mayor has a couple of them that just see him. but that linen in the atmosphere was yeah. definitely my grail at the time uh-huh. and now I got like two or three of them That's yeah like that linen like, is still special yeah, and, I, and I had the hat to match it man. No, and they redid them and it has the butter soft and all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah 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 that linen is still a special yeah. a very special Air Force yeah. one I remember it's fresh when I, yeah it's Stupid fresh. I remember when I first got my my first pair Easter mm-hmm. Air Force One. I had my man Guy from Five Thousand One Flavors in mm-hmm. New York. I had him make me a polo shirt, Just that same with. color purple polo shirt, and he redid the egg. He did a broken egg. Like no. oh my so, god, so, so fresh. Here, like our our Dapper Dan was Jay Boogie. Okay, right? like like so old school Jay Boogie, whatever. Uh, and my man uh, Dante from the fashion firm. So I did a suede like the suede polo the suede like same thing polo too but it was embossed with the logo in it uh-huh. that went right with the shoes right you know, you know what i'm saying that yeah went right with it and i had a, like a this this khaki and pink like jersey like that we did yeah so I, like i say once i got them like, <laughs> that, that my, my fresh i had to switch it up every time you know what I'm saying? Who, who was who was chicago was your your sneaker competition competitor uh when you was going hard on air force ones like that not not really a lot of people because you had the end like I that because I had the end so like right. it, it wasn't fair but it's like it's it's hella collectors like here that 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 man you know who was my main competitor who Fat Joe oh, I sure. knew I could never touch Clark Kent yeah that's impossible Clark yeah. Kent was doing one a day one one yeah. a days on Instagram he wear him once and then hide yeah, him in the city and then go you gotta go find the bridge at five o'clock yeah you gotta go find where he put the sneaker he still does that every now and then but. Right. Clark used to hook me up a whole lot, and me and Joe used to go at it, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time Fat Joe, and big shout out to Fat Joe, saw me in a pair of Terror Squads. Mm-hmm. I had a white pair of Terror Squads with red TS on the side. Okay, okay. He lost his fucking mind because he wouldn't give me a pair. A big shout out to, to Jay-Z because mm-hmm. I tell you the story. I told you the story, and I'll tell y'all the story about going to the Yankee game with Jay-Z, thanks to Jesse Itler, and Jay asked me about my Hayes Dunks. Yeah, and I'm right. sitting there going, like, this dude got a Maybach outside. I got to walk five blocks to the parking lot <laughs> to get my car. He's dating Beyonce. Right, right. But I got a pair of sneakers that he doesn't have. Right. So one Christmas, OG Juan, who's mm-hmm. Jay partner and close friend mm-hmm. in the recording studio baseline and in the 4040 Club, mm-hmm. calls me out of the sky blue around Christmas and goes, yo, Eddie Mack, what size do you wear? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm a 10 and a half, 11. He said, Ho- come by the 4040 Club. Hove want me to give you something. He, the Rockefeller Air Force One. All of them. Yes. Oh, white and the black? 
and the black albums. Yes, yes. I have put the black albums on my feet, but I've never worn them outside. Yeah, no, I've, I've worn. I've the worn gift them. and the curse. He gave me Ooh. five fucking pair of all the Rockefeller Air Force oh. ones. Nah, you got to wear those, Pop. As, as yeah, I have. Would, as Clark would say, it's the leather and rubber, man. That's it's, right. It's leather and rubber, man. Cra- bur- uh, cop and crash. Car- cop and crash. Like, and, and it's crazy. Like, even now, like, like uh, older, Pop, I have a whole room of fresh. Right. That I don't wear because I'm into comfort now. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that's the one thing that I can say, like, Puma has. Like, like the comfort is crazy. Yes, those R- absolutely. Those RSXs. Those and, and RSXs are right. crazy, 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 comfortable. And, you know, Puma blessed me and Dre with the Young TV raps, Puma. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the Clyde. It was suede white with the multicolors. Mm-hmm. And on the tab on the back, one says Ed, one says Dre. So Over the swoosh, it says Ed Lover on one, that's Dr. Dope. Dre on the other one. Like, it's surreal to me that I had a shoe being one of the only cats that's a non-athlete. Mm-hmm. To ever have their own shoe, no, like, and when I got my first shoe with with with, with Nike, whatever, it just it, it once again was just so 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 not easy, but effortless effortlessly mm-hmm. it happened it, as I think about it, because the guy who's a big head over there just saw like, okay, this young black boy, because I was one of the first African Americans that dealt with them in that boutique type level to even have the account. Right. That, that Black History shoe. That was, yeah. That Black History shoe started in my store. That's a hard, that right. used to be one of the toughest accounts to get. Oh, yeah. Well, well no, I mean, we, well, I, I still didn't have a tier zero, but being in Chicago and there were no other boutiques at the time mm-hmm. in, in, in that space, like, we definitely got a lot of love. Like I say, like, that Black History, uh, uh, Larry For Harper, everybody that doesn't know what a tier zero is, please explain it to them as like far as... Like, tier, tier zero with Nike at the time. I don't even know if it's called tier zero now, but it was like these exclusive, exclusive shoes. I think they, they, they have the Nike Labs now that have the tier zero stuff, but it was just stuff that just really didn't exist only for like one or two stores uh, in, in the world, or, or maybe like three or four stores in the world. Uh, their major markets here in Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. their major markets in the states, and then a couple of stores globally only had these shoes. So if you had a tier zero account, you were the ish, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That means everything came through to you. You you had man, like you you had the lines. It was a guarantee your rent was paid, right? <laughs> right. So the yeah, we crazy. Did, so yeah, we didn't have a tier zero. We had like right under the 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 the, the tier zero of the time, but I'm just saying we got a lot of love just because of being the first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and the power of black people in this country is sometimes so significant and beautiful major, major. and crazy that we don't know. Because do you remember when dudes were actually taking white on whites and making them whatever color? Yeah, whatever they wanted. And Nike had to pay attention oh, to yeah. it? Because or, or putting the material on the swoosh. Right. Oh, these are the Gucci's. These are the oh, Gucci's. I, oh, I these the, are Louis Vuitton. Louis. Louis. Right, yeah, right, right. and then <laughs> and then painting them different color, right. hand painting, right. doing all kind of stuff to it. Right. And it was so crazy with the different colors and the different fabrics and then putting mink on the swoosh. And, Ooh, right. And, and, and Louis Vuitton material and Gucci right. material and Burberry material right. and all of these different things are freaking the sneakers. And that man, I can't remember the two little dudes from New York that was going salt. They was painting for everybody. Damn, what were their names? But Nike ended up bringing them in house. Uh, damn, uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Too. They I'm were like at about. the forefront of mm-hmm. changing Air Force Ones into mm-hmm. whatever. And then all of a sudden, the hyper strikes and the quick strikes and the colors start coming out and all the patent leathers and stuff. And then Nike did go build your own sneaker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you got the Nike IDs. And Nike stuff like IDs, that. yeah, right, right, right. right, right. Yeah, right. but no, but even like let let you go, you go even h- harder. The bespokes, 
Yeah. Like, like you call mayor right now. Mayor probably got 80 bespokes. <laughs> bespokes was damn near $900 a, a pair. Explain to people what a bespoke well, is. The bespoke was the higher tier of, like, ID at the time. Like, so ID was like, okay, you can just go on the computer. Let me change this color. Let me change right. this color here or whatever. And it was better materials or whatever. Like that. So bespoke, nah, pop, you broke it down. You had the stitch. You could the sole was the whatever color you wanted. The inside of the sole was whatever you uh, you wanted at the uh, at the time. You could change the color. It was cowhide suede or whatever. You could change the materials right. and in 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 everything just outside of just color ups. Right, right, and so yeah, and they charged you nine hundred dollars plus, and you had to have an appointment. Wow, <laughs> right, right, yeah, that 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 was right. a special time, man. Oh, when... Yeah, but no, nah, but the special time, like even like when we was talking about when when we got the big the big box for the the Nike the the Air Force twenty five. Yeah, that, oh my right. god, I still got that box. <laughs> oh yeah, it was just such a such a beautiful thing, and you and I and a couple of others mm-hmm. was running walking around Vegas with, with this the big, big ass box. Big ass white box with two pairs. I never even wore that sneak either. No, I wore I wore the, the one. I didn't wear the twenty five. How about the lux? Did you mess with that all, all day long? No, the white lows and the black highs. Like that was one of the that first. Like I, I just saw a picture of my buddy's wedding and we had on the black lux. Wow, right, we had on the black lux. And then the brown. The, the, the remember the ones they brought in with this. Snake skin and oh, all of that Python stuff. On Python the on the yeah, side, yeah. yeah. Alligator, whatever. The yeah, alligator yeah, yeah, joints, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had them. The, the guy yeah. in Italy make oh, them especially. Yeah. And they oh, came yeah. and only came in a yeah. white pair, a brown pair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Fab had the brown ones, and I yeah, had so the I white ones. Fab, yeah. Yeah, Fab was yeah. big on the sneakers too, all, man. All day long. That's. I mean, I met Fab too. Like, I, I probably we can go a million stories. One of one of the All Star games in Houston, and, and Clark was spinning, and I was there. Uh, we were all in the same ho- uh, ho- hotel uh-huh. uh, or, or whatever. Um, because uh, I, I know uh, Jazzy Jeff well, too. And so we were able to get one of Jeff's over rooms or something, whatever he was booked with. Mm-hmm. And, and that we were there. And so the hotel we were in um, was connected to the Galleria. Okay. And so we're in the Galleria. And so I'm looking. Uh, we're at the Foot Locker full lock or Foot Action or whatever it was. And they were like, oh, yeah, we, we sold out, but we have more. So we just standing, standing, standing in, in, in the, the just common area, whatever. FedEx dude come in, whatever. I'm like, see that Memphis box. Followed the FedEx dude. <laughs> followed the FedEx dude in the in the uh, the foot action or whichever store it was or whatever. Dude saw that they came in and of course it was them or whatever. I bought like eighteen pair, eighteen <laughs> pair credit card, boom, whatever. Took them back to the hotel and was just selling them out the room. Wow, you know what I'm like Clark was hitting people, telling them whatever. And so Fab uh, uh, Fab came in. And what was Fab's uh, manager at the time? Um, uh, Nitty. No, the other, I forgot his name. It's, it's it's a name like that, but he came in. I mean, whatever. So that was my first time meeting Fab way back then, selling them some All Star Air Force One. Wow, in Houston. Yeah, sir. I still got them joints too. I still got them in the stash somewhere. Mm-hmm. My All Star Air Force One. That's another thing Nike used to do all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Put them out, man. And and you know what? The sneaker culture has grown so much mm-hmm. over the years. All these conventions, mm-hmm. all of this, all of these different things that's going down, have man. You, have you done Complex Con or anything like that? I'm going to do Complex Con this year. Oh, when it comes here. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely going to do Complex yeah, Con. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be a good thing. Pum, yeah. Pum, we got some good heat, too, for that. Yeah, I know they stuff. do. Oh, yeah, some good heat. My man, uh, like, Fashion Geek Zoe has a, uh, like, a, a sure too. Shout uh, out to Fashion Geek Zoe, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, coming out and some other pieces like a, a bag, a sock, and everything that they're doing specifically through Puma. Yeah, through Puma. Like he has a so that that whole story. Like even with the shoe that he dropped bef- that came out before, mm-hmm. that was like the people's choice. It was a shoe that they were going to drop from his initial uh, uh, initial capsule, 
but uh, because they were going to drop it, Zoe was like, man, can I post it? And he posted it, and the joint went viral. Wow. So when it went viral, they kind of pushed the hand, like, oh, man, we need to make it. And the shoe sold out. It was like uh, six, 700 pair in the weekend. Wow. Um, and then lying down the street, you know, over, over at the spaces where we did the first release of it or whatever. And then um, uh, they just did a, a second colorway. Uh, of the shoe um, uh, for Black History that came out once again sold out in the weekend. Uh, I need to talk to Fashion Geek Zoda to get my hands on them joints <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, because yeah. I don't have them. Oh, no, right, you eleven, so I, 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 okay, I, 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 I kind of right. know a guy that knows a guy. Okay, you know, all right, but um, uh, yeah, but then he has a whole capsule coming out like uh, Back to School. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, like we're what they call uh, cultural partners. So we're part of Emory's team of cultural partners. So it's like myself. His fashion, he's always sham guy. Okay. Uh, 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 upscale Vandal. Okay. Uh, is an, uh, a gentleman named Alexander John from uh, Atlanta. He's a dope uh, customizer. Okay. Whatever. So we're their cultural partner. So we're pushing. What do y'all have planned? Because the All-Star Game is here in 2020. Like, like me, per, uh, us per se? or Puma? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, we definitely going to do us because it's, it's our city. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, like, I think Puma's definitely going to back us and, Whatever energy we, we want to give out and and, 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 and and go with it, but it's gonna be amazing, Pop. It's gonna be amazing. Um, just because the the All Star Game hasn't been here in, in so long, um, or whatever. It just it's gonna go hard, man. You're gonna see some dope product, um, dope apparel um, with it, and then you got uh, some some fly special All Star uh, uh, Game shit coming. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like some some manufacturer stuff that we're going and some uh, uh, collabs with some of the other local brands uh, that uh, that have heat too, and then. Uh, I think Zoe has a shoe coming out for All Star too that was just added to his capsule. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be through great. Puma. Through Puma. Yeah, I can't wait to oh, see yeah, that, man. Puma. So it's gonna be great. Man. I can't wait to see that. That's that. That's gonna be fly. And oh, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that that people really love. Mm-hmm. You know, the exclusive, hard to get thing. Because you know, you've been a sneakerhead long as I've been. It ain't nothing like rocking some shit nobody got. Yeah, <laughs> where you get them from? Yeah, where and, you get them and, from? And, and, and honestly, pop, that's what we've been getting with the, this Puma. Like the RSX. When I first saw the RSX, I'm yeah. like, man, that's a dope silhouette. And then now, actually being involved with the brand and helping to push or whatever, uh-huh. like and being able to see it from my business mind, like that's their Air Max of sorts. Right, you know what I'm saying? and like, it's comfortable as hell too. Comfortable too, and so it takes color well and everything, and so you're gonna see a lot of that. That that dopeness, but there's some other stuff coming too. That's just crazy. Yeah, like shoes. Like I'm just saying, I'm all about comfort now. Yeah, so, so we get comfort and superfly. I'm, 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 good. I'm good. I'm good. Good. I need it. I right, need right, that. Right, right, I need right, that right, in right. my life. Like, pers- to the point, like, like so in 2020, like I'm I'm doing uh, RSX and that Ralph Sampson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph Sampson basketball player. Oh, yeah, Ralph, Ralph Sampson. The Ralph Sampson is a, it's a low and a high. The low. Oh my goodness. The low is the low. The low. Is 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 a grown man fresh like the way it looks? Yeah, is like crazy. I mean, the high is definitely dope too, but the the low, I've just I've just fallen in love with the low. Mm. Super buttery material. I mean, so we can expect all of this stuff coming from Puma. Yeah. Oh, so my man Emery and Jay just over there, the banging like look, banging gang Puma, bang, gang bang, yeah. Gang Let's go. Like, yeah, because when I culture. went to see when I went to see uh, the concert when they mm. were here mm-hmm. at Soldier Field here in Chicago. Every time Jay came out casual, he had that Puma on. He's rocking that straight Puma. Man, I mean, Pop, Jay is a businessman, man. <laughs> yes, and, he is. And, 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 and is the, the business goon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I mean, in and, and, and all a good way. It's just like I, 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 I love to be able to be part of 
M's team to to watch him work and 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 see him handle the business and how he moves. But it's it's simple too. His whole thing is one bet on yourself. So that's something I stand in and believe on. Like definitely believe in yourself. You right. Know, if you don't believe in yourself, who else gonna believe? That's in? right. You, you can forget saying? about you it. You can forget about it. But then just like don't overthink stuff, pop. Don't overthink it because like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get in our own way overthinking stuff, right? You know, and 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 then I just I just love it. It's it's, it's a great time. Yes, sir, <laughs> it's, it's bro. Thank time. you for coming in and doing the podcast, man. man. I appreciate you, it, Dave you, Jeff, thank man. You, man. Thank you, thank right you. Right here in Chicago, doing big things with the thank Puma you. brand, with his own fly brand, with with everything that he's doing here in Chicago. You know, I always like y'all to know who people are because there are more things that you can do in your life besides being the rapper all day. And make more money. And make more money, exactly. And make more money. Because oh, yeah. the rappers got to come with somebody to get their clothes, and oh, the rappers oh, yeah. need somebody for transportation, and the rappers need some security company besides their homeboys. They learn that real quick, don't real they? Quick, right. And the rappers need somewhere to live, and, and all yeah. of this stuff. So they, you don't think these jewelers are making a mint oh, off yeah. these rappers? They need somebody sometimes to just handle business. Business, that, proper and let, business. Let them be the artists. Right, because when they first come out, it's homeboy, 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 right. and then they find out the hard way that you got to cut off a lot of that fucking fat, and you can't take people everywhere, and you need somebody to handle your business. Like, big shout out to my man, Brother Hassan, who does all the road managing stuff for mm-hmm. A Boogie a with Boogie, the Hoodie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have easily said, no, my man gonna do that. No, and he's a good dude, too. Like, Smart can, as fuck. Can, can I just share a quick, quick story? Sure. Before we go. We were going uh, back and forth with the uh, being able to have access uh, to the HOB. Right. Um, and it was about, like, the filming of it, whatever. So, like, I, I did a pregame of the A-Boogie thing to, to lead there. Excuse me. So I guess the people at the House of Blues just thought like it was gonna be some big film production, this, 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 that, and the other, whatever. And so they just sent back this email with all of us, like, oh, man, we need two million dollar this, uh, of whatever if you do this, like insurance and all that, whatever. And so Hassan calls me in 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 the in the thing, first time us talking, but you need a Hassan is my whole point to this, because Hassan, like we all understand that things get lost in translation sometimes right. in, in, in text and emails, but for him to call me to like he uh, man after my own heart because he was like hey hey excuse me Dave just tell these people that it's not that <laughs> you know what I'm saying because uh-huh. he, he, they under they don't understand this but tell them this and and make it clear for them you know what I'm saying so we can just get what we need done so one that just showed me he's on on his business yes sir two he understands and well enough to know like well let me get off this email let me call his brother let's get an understanding of his brother and we got exactly done what we needed done because the people at the HOB didn't know exactly what we needed right uh, or thought it was something major when it when it really wasn't major but you need a translator and that's what Hassan absolutely is. that's what Hassan is, is that's probably my phone don't okay. worry about that's, it. and that's what Hassan is and, and I know was in that instance the perfect translator yeah and and, and, and I was like that's the same and thing he I, makes the shit that's happen that's the same thing I would have did so let yeah. me call this other guy like, listen tell him Get them to understand what it's yeah. about so we can get done what we need done. And you need a guy like that in handling your business. Yeah, big shout-out to Brother Hassan, yes. man. And big shout-out to you once again, Dave Jeff, for being in the building with, with us, man. For sure, man. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, follow me at uh, on the social handle, at uh, Dave Jeff, D-A-V-E-J-E-F-F. Uh, and for the gear, man, it's uh, flyworldwide.com. It's P-H-L-I worldwide.com. And I look forward to working with you more in the future and doing a lot of big for sure. things. For sure, Pop. We, we definitely going to do that. Like, 
we we got to do something for the for the fest this year. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like come up there, say do do you do Ed. We're gonna do it. Yes, sir. We're gonna do it. It's come on son the podcast, of course. Thank you to Krista for doing all what she does and Kimana and Loudspeaker Network and and everybody, man. Make Krista, sure you check Krista out back that gang banging on the board. all of us, <laughs> all of everybody that's on the Loudspeaker Network, man. Make sure you check out all the shows, man. We the best podcast thing going, man. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about your ass definitely next Monday. God bless each and every one of y'all, and as usual, come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'm gone. Come on, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.